0: number is 877 381 381 2 big issues I want to tackle at the top. One, GameStop. Now, why would GameStop be at the top of the list? In a moment. Two, you know, it's amazing. Uh, Mr. Producer and I, Mr. Call Screener and I, the three of us, we talk all the time before I go on the air and so forth about how we really set the stage and the standard for so much. It was a phone call that we received. I believe it was March 25th, right, Mr. Producer? From a uh, a medical administrator, Dr. Elaine Healy, on the uh, orders that were coming from Albany, specifically from uh, Governor Cuomo, uh, compelling nursing homes to take COVID-positive patients. We broke that story wide open here, wide open here, thanks to her. We spent a lot of time on it. first, I couldn't believe it, and there's more on that in a moment. But before we get there, GameStop stock, if you can even trade it now in some of these uh, markets you can't, went from $4 or $14.00 to almost $400, actually went to almost $1,500, but came down to $385. People are saying, what's going on here? Well, let me say this to you. I think there's now a revolution in finance that is a good revolution. It's, it's, It's strange. Last night I was talking about hedge funds. And I don't know a lot about hedge funds. I just know that people of relatively average intelligence make an enormous amount of money and produce absolutely nothing. Now, some of you hedge fund folks out there, I know you're fans. Maybe I'm not talking about you, but as a general practice, what do they do? Well, they drive the price of certain stocks down in order to make money as they go down. Or they drive the price of certain stocks up and they make money as the stock prices go up. They're also involved in marrying companies together, that sort of thing, where they can. But I want to talk about this GameStop revolution. These hedge fund managers are extraordinarily wealthy men and women. And again, I say, these, I know one in particular he's not particularly bright. Uh, runs around meeting people, smiles a lot. But anyway, I've often wondered how these people make the money that they make. And now we know they're basically bullies. Bullies. They decide, well, you know, these retail stores like GameStop, they're not making it. Let's crush them. Let's put them out of business. But in in, in a manner in which we can make money. In a manner in which we can make money. So what happened on Reddit, perhaps elsewhere, but as I understand it, on Reddit, where a lot of millennials go, they said, we have a different idea. Why don't we try and save GameStop and drive the price up? And while these billionaire hedge funds are trying to drive the price down, and that's what they're betting on, the price going down, we're going to drive the price of this retail uh, company up. And in doing so, that means, with these hedge funds betting on the price going down, but these individual, almost, pop, almost Trump-like, populist activists, and they're not intending to be activists, but they've become activists, putting relatively small amount of dollars in, but adding up to a huge amount, driving the price up, these hedge fund billionaires have lost their shirts on these stocks, including GameStop, Well, all these other investors out there, slew of them, not billionaires and millionaires, for the most part, just average people, have made some money. Now everybody's nervous. The head fund industry, if you can call it that, they're nervous. You ever drive down those of you on the East Coast, you ever go to Florida and you drive down, is it A1A or US1 along the ocean there and you want, what do these people do that have these, man- these massive homes on the ocean? Well, a lot of them are trial lawyers, bring class action suits, you know, and get 35% of a $4 billion settlement. But beyond that, a lot of them are these hedge fund guys. And they sit around with other hedge fund guys or they sit around with Harvard MBAs and others, and they figure out how they're going to make money by effectively manipulating the price of stocks legally, legally. I mean, it is a market system, so I don't deny them that. And they pretty much have had their way until the last 24 hours. I don't know if it started out as a spoof or what, but people said, you know what? You're messing around with GameStop. We all know GameStop, don't we? I mean, well, my son was quite young. He would he would be, was very active in gaming and so forth. I was at GameStop all the time, and when new games would come out, I was there as early as I could get there. And uh, people still go there, but retail shopping is very difficult. And so they just picked the wrong scab this time. And so uh, you had this sort of this populist uprising, this kind of populist uprising. people investing and said, "You know, we're going to push back against these billionaire hedge fund guys." And now some of them have really lost their shirts on this because they bet everything. They bet everything. I'm basically destroying GameStop. Well, GameStop is not destroyed now, is it, Mr. Producer? And this isn't the only stock where this happened in the last 24 hours. And so some of these uh, these stock markets and so forth have put the brakes on. What are we going to do? What's happening here? Blah blah blah. The political parties, in many ways, have relied on these hedge fund guys for support and contributions. Joe Biden has relied on them. In a big way. In a big way. So while people are freaking out, I'm not. I think this is actually pretty exciting. I don't know why I mentioned hedge funds last night. It was just in my head. And I know some people, not a lot, but some people are involved in hedge funds. They make an enormous amount of money and I look at them and I wonder to myself this guy's not particularly bright. What the hell is he doing? They're not producing much, I can tell you that, depending on what kind of hedge fund it is, of course. And so uh, I want to congratulate the young people on Reddit and in other places who have uh, decided to push back against these uh, hedge fund billionaires and multimillionaires. And um I want to thank them for what they've done. I don't believe in stirring the pot just to stir the pot, but I've had it with these oligarchs, whether they're in business, whether they're in politics, whatever they are. This is why I'm a big fan of Parlor, despite the effort to turn it into some kind of right wing operation, which it's not. I know these people, it's just a platform who invites anybody and everybody. We're going to have some updates on what the FBI has found, Mr. Bidu. Who are they investigating? Almost nobody related to Parler. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? Almost nobody related to Parler. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Primus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com. Now, the state attorney general in New York is a mental case, no question about it, but they do have a large staff there, and even though she's a mental case and a left-wing hack, looks like she's no friends of uh, Cuomo, Uh, certainly not after today, headline, New York severely undercounted virus deaths in nursing homes report says, that's the New York Slimes, The State Attorney General, Letitia James, said it's likely the Cuomo administration failed to report thousands, thousands of COVID-19 deaths of nursing home residents. I wonder if he'll be forced to give his uh, daytime Emmy back, Mr. Producer. I wonder if his publisher will demand their money back. I wonder if he'll be banned from anything in the future. Now, March 25th, we had a phone call from Dr. Healy, right, Mr. Producer? And she said that this was going on, and I didn't believe it initially. Then we had a fairly long and substantive conversation about what was taking place. Then we went back, that show, and made sure that we captured and made a copy of the directive that in fact did go out to all the nursing homes and senior facilities. And we write it on the air and we couldn't believe it. Then, in my impassioned plea, I asked, Where the hell are the media? It's all up there. Maybe we'll pull it for tomorrow, Mr. Producer. I said, where, where are the media? How the hell can this go on? It took 24, 48 hours, but we, we lit a fire under this story. Very, very important. And we know that a significant percentage of those who have and are dying from this virus are the elderly. And we also know that certain states with certain governors, all blue, did exactly the wrong thing. And caused the death of thousands and thousands of your grandparents and uncles and aunts who didn't deserve certainly to die and certainly not this way. Albany, New York, an investigation by the New York State Attorney General has concluded Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration undercounted coronavirus-related deaths at nursing homes by as much as 50%. In other words, Cuomo and his administration covered up the extent to which their policies caused the death of senior citizens. And here's a sad, a horrible fact. If this man were to run for governor today again of New York, he'd get elected in a landslide. That's how far gone some of these states are. The count of deaths in the state's nursing homes has been a source of controversy for Mr. Cuomo. No thanks to the New York Times and state health department officials who've been sensitive to any suggestion that decisions made at the outset of the pandemic may have caused some of those deaths, which the state puts at more than 8,700 They've also been accused of obscuring a more accurate estimate of nursing home deaths because the state's count only included the number of deaths at the facilities rather than accounting for the residents who died at a hospital after being transferred there. You know, it's amazing. We talked about this. After they were transferred to hospitals, they weren't counted. We talked about this. And, of course, I was attacked. It may have been even by the New York Times. We'll, We'll dig into this. So you have what's happened here in science and data collection. You have the overcount of deaths associated with coronavirus, in many instances, or enough to matter. And then you have the undercount, in the case of the senior citizens, to help protect the Democrat governors who contributed to this. In the 76-page report released today by the Attorney General Letitia James, a survey of nursing homes found consistent discrepancies between deaths reported to the Attorney General's investigators and those reported to and officially released by the Health Department. In one instance, an unnamed facility reported to the Health Department at 11 confirmed and presumed deaths on the site through early August. The Attorney General's survey of that same facility, however, found 40 deaths, including 27 at the home and 13 in hospitals. Another facility reported one confirmed and six presumed COVID-19 deaths to the health department, according to the report. The attorney general's office, however, said the facility reported to its investigators that there were more than four times that number, 31 dead by mid-April. I have a question for the attorney general of New York, for Letitia James. When this issue first broke in late March on this radio program... And then was followed up by others. Why didn't you do anything to stop it? We certainly appreciate your report, but it does little damn good to the people who are suffering the families as a result of these deaths. Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, didn't do a damn thing to stop the governor of New York. And the governor of New York lied through his teeth while the media, including the New York Times, kissed his ass. Let's be honest. And Hollywood gave him an Emmy. Emmy. And some publisher gave him a book deal. Would you find out what publisher gave him the book deal, Mr. Producer? And then he has the gall yesterday, the gall to go on television with that idiot, Nicole Wallace, that two IQ buffoon on MSLSD, to go on about how government killed people, government caused death. And I guess he's pointing to the Trump administration, which only sent him a ship. And thousands and thousands of extra beds and ventilators and masks and all this other stuff. Because there were, if there were an honest, what is it? If there was an honest story done about Cuomo, you would see he was never ready for any kind of pandemic. Because he's so busy pissing money away in every other direction. More when I return. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Primus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com.
2: Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said because nobody could say it better. Call in now at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
0: 3811 well, Doctor Elaine Healy, obviously a fan of the program, was listening and has called in. She is Vice President New York Association of Medical Directors and a medical director for a nursing home uh, in New York. How are you, Doctor Healy? I'm doing well, Mark. Thank you. Well, what do you make of this latest report? I don't think you're surprised in the least, are you? Uh,
3: not at all. And um, in fact, you know, what, what the attorney general did was um, estimate the number of people that died from COVID uh, in the hospitals after being transferred from the nursing home. And using that, she she came up with a, a number that was 50 percent higher uh, than than what was reported. But my contention is that a lot more people died in the nursing homes than have been accounted for. And I, mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but uh, a lot of people died in March and April that were not uh, counted as COVID deaths for various reasons, um, including the fact that there were mistakes on the death certificate. There was a mad rush to collect the data over a single weekend day and um, just a lot of different reasons. So I think there's a large number of people that died in the nursing homes that were not counted in that number of five or six thousand that was given out uh, originally in uh, April or May. So there's a, there's a tremendous uh, just gap in our knowledge of, of what really happened in the spring. But in addition, I was telling Rich, people are dying in nursing homes still in New York State at, mm-hmm. at very high numbers, but you never hear about it, Mark. You never hear about it. You,
0: you know what? You know what's really upsetting As I listen to you. We have an FBI investigation of a guy in his 20s who puts out memes. And I don't defend this guy. I don't even know everything that he put out telling people to vote by text. They, uh, they arrest him in Florida. They're shipping him off to New York City. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, aren't there worse crimes than this? I mean, I've never seen anything like this. The federal government's all focused on this guy. Okay, fine. Meanwhile, you have a governor and his health experts and scientists, right, Elaine? Making these decisions that even a pedestrian like me When you called that show, and I said, "What the hell is that?" I was in disbelief. Any anybody with with two brain cells to rub together knows you don't put people with a with a pandemic like virus in with the elderly. I mean, you don't have to have a a medical degree, do you?
3: The worst public health decision ever made. Just just was like. But what are the consequences here?
0: All these deaths and no consequences. And I said earlier the man if he ran for reelection he'd win by a landslide.
3: I know. I know. And if you listen to his his um press conferences, I don't know if you do, but I, I of course force not. myself too. And they cover well they cover in exquisite detail down to the zip code of these neighborhoods where there's micro clusters and test case positivity rates and and all of this but their people are still dying in nursing homes and you never hear about it uh, you know could be close to 40 percent of our our fatalities i mean that's what it is across the country and they never mention it you can't find it on the website you there's nothing about nurse, nursing home mortality data on the department of health website nothing and it's never mentioned in these press conferences, and nobody asks about it.
0: The truth is the data on it's COVID just, deaths.
3: I, I don't know what to think.
0: The, the data on COVID deaths is not reliable in many respects. You And we, we went through the CDC form. They've since uh, scrubbed it. They, you know, they, uh, they brushed it, it, broomed it. You can't find it anymore, the original one, but... Some of it is assumption, some of it's secondary, and here we find that when it comes to nursing homes, it's the opposite. Because you got to protect the governor at all costs. You know, he's a Cuomo, and he may want to be the next president after Biden or something of that sort. So they protect their people. Anyway, so what happens now? You're the vice president of the New York Association of uh, Medical Directors. Do you have any pull in that state, That your organization? I mean... No. No. no,
3: no, we're we're trying to go through the state medical society. I was just on the phone with with um, one of the assemblymen. They're putting together a, a task force on long term care. To, you know, I thought it might be a good idea if a doctor were sitting at the table along with everybody else. Yeah, right. But uh, that's um, I don't know. I don't know how these things work. I really don't. But it's. To
0: Do you me, think there's going to be an FBI investigation?
3: Nobody acknowledges it.
0: Do you think there'll be an FBI investigation,
3: Mark? Listen, I made yeah. a FOIL request in May for the number of people that died in New York nursing homes. Uh, I start starting in 2019, all the way through May of 2020, which should be public information, mm-hmm. and. I, I can't get to first base with it. I mean, it's an electronic uh, database. It would take a couple of keystrokes to to give the information. Then you would know how many really died. What well, doesn't say that they died of COVID, but if they died at ten times the rate of average monthly deaths, then you could uh, somebody that's smarter than me could figure out whether statistically you could you could make the case for it.
0: I, I don't know if it so. seems to me, and I'm, maybe it's easy for me to say this, but if one of my Family members had perished as a result of this. I get together with the rest of them. I being a massive class action suit against the state of New York. I would.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah,
0: and, and I address if it, they are. and then and then have your depositions of the governor and his health experts, so-called, and all the rest of them.
4: Oh uh, yes, yes.
0: And you know, and Fauci there praised Governor Cuomo. What do you think of that now? God.
3: Oh, I can't stand
0: it. I mean, what, so kind, what kind of doctor is that?
3: What a mess they've made of it.
0: Well, listen. What a mess. You I've broke been... this. Listen to me. You broke this story wide open. There was that piece in the Wall Street Journal, but coming on this program, I think, it was very, very, very important because we went after it immediately, and then it, would, then it spread. And I'm very pleased that you were able That's to do amazing. that, Elaine. And God right. bless you. Well, Keep in touch well, with us. Again,
3: I'll always be grateful.
0: And Okay,
3: Mark. And and make sure people remember to to keep those numbers in their mind. What is going on today in the nursing homes right now? Nobody knows.
0: And you know, by the way, uh, Elaine, I want to tell you, I have a uh, relative in Florida who's quite ill, so I go down there rather frequently. And I watch what's going on in Florida with Governor DeSantis. Governor DeSantis said, the elderly are the priority, period. Everybody else comes second. I have the data. I know who's dying. I know who's vulnerable. He's not playing any games. They get one shot. He's holding enough of the vaccine, so they then come back and give a second shot because one shot doesn't do the trick. And so what's happening is he's coming under attack, including by this Saki, the uh, spokes idiot for the idiot. Say, well, they have, they have, you know, they've only used 50% of their vaccines, and the governor has to play defense. He, that, that's disingenuous, he said. It's not that we, we're, we're, we're wasting them or just sitting on them. We have to wait a period of time, I don't know what it is, three weeks, three and a half, whatever it is, before we give the second shot. We have everyone in the database. We're going to go back, circle back, and make sure they get their second shot. Otherwise, the first shot was for nothing. But the politicians like to play numbers games and say, look at this, we gave out this many shots. And he's saying that's fine, but i got to make sure the people who get the shot get the second shot. Isn't that rational? The second one, yep. Of course. Of course. And, and he's under
3: attack. He totally bungled the vaccine rollout. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank God for the federal program for the nursing homes. That was the Trump administration.
0: What is that? that took care of us. What is that?
3: The Trump administration uh, arranged for a federal inoculation of nursing home residents and staff.
0: Is that right?
3: That's how it's, that's working.
0: Yeah. Isn't yep. it amazing that even in it's this totally long New York, isn't it amazing that even in this long New York Times story they don't even mention that that whereas this governor was a complete disaster that the president stepped in and tried to address these these local and state nursing home issues? They're never going to give him credit.
3: The, the, the governor, the, the president, gave us the vaccine, and he gave us rapid testing. He sent rapid test kits to the nursing homes, every nursing home. He did more for the nursing home population across the country than, well, my governor did anyway.
0: Yeah. All right. Keep up the great work. You're you're a real hero. You you deserve a medal of freedom, quite frankly. All right, Elaine, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Elaine Healy. Thank you very <laughs> thank very, very you. much. Okay. My God bless. She is terrific. And now that we spoke to her, by the way, she'll be on all the shows tomorrow. That's okay. I like that. (laughs) But we're not going to give out her number. Easy enough to find on their own. Now, when we come back, what did I hammer on for an hour, hour and a half last night on this program? Executive orders. Then Mr. Producer found a clip that we played, because he works hard. We all work hard on this program, but we enjoy it. He found a clip back in October, I believe it was the 15th, give or take, during that preposterous interview with George Stephanopoulos, Clinton Democrat, dressed up as a phony journalist, with Joe Biden, where Joe Biden said, no, we're not going to do all that. We, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a dictator. There's a democracy. I believe in democracy. I, I, wouldn't, I can't issue all these executive orders. And, of course, he did and is. And we played that clip three times. And Fox and Friends played it. I want to thank them for their attribution. Did you, did you hear that attribution, Mr. Producer? I missed it, too. But that said, everybody today... Is talking about the dictator or the oligarch or the monarch, Joe Biden. Because yet again, I hollered almost at the top of my lungs where the hell is everybody? This guy's sitting there making laws, signing them one after another after another, all aspects of our culture, our society. He's violating the federal constitution. Where are the Republicans? Where are the lawsuits, and there are more lawsuits coming, but where are the lawsuits from the Republicans in Congress, from the House and the Senate, jointly suing and saying, wait a minute, you're usurping our authority under Article One. You can't do that. No, we got it. We understand there's executive orders and a lot of them out there, but nobody's ever sat there and used them one after another to write laws. We spent a lot of time on this, so I won't do it again. So we're trying to push the narrative on a lot of these issues. By the way, I want to thank the New York, excuse me, the Washington Post, Mr. Producer. You're not going to believe this. They wrote a fairly balanced article on this issue of unity. What does it mean, really? And Joe Biden uses it. It means different things to different people. And guess what the Washington Post did this time, Mr. Producer? They quoted me, but they quoted me as conservative talk show host. No, not right-wing. It's not right-wing Mark Levin. And there were three reporters on this. I don't have it in front of me, or I, I tip my hat. And I'm not even wearing one. But they said conservative talk show. I said, wow, what happened to them? I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you too through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called In Primus. 5.6 million Americans receive in Primus for free each month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at Levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinforHillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. LevinforHillsdale.com. So I see uh, here that this manipulation of the uh, of the market to save these hedge fund billionaires and to punish these retail traders. Uh, what is this one? This one that that suspended. What was it called? Robinhood or something or other. Rab, Robinhood app. Why did they do that? I think the only reason they would do that is to protect their. These billionaires, these hedge fund billionaires, there was no reason to, to freeze it. What did they do exactly? They stopped trades, right? You can only sell. You couldn't buy. You could only sell. You couldn't buy. Robinhood app, they block retail investors from purchasing. That is outrageous. That is contemptible. unbelievable they can buy they what do they do they block the 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 buying you could only sell i believe it was for GameStop and amc really outrageous that needs to be investigated i'm sure the biden people will be all top of that being populist and all as they like to claim I think that's uh, that's incredible. I want to get back to these executive orders. We've got to stand up to this kind of tyranny. We've got to stand up to this sort of thing. Um, you're not going to find it in the main media. You're not going to see it on the Joe Scarborough show. He is a mental patient. Uh, or the padded cell roommate of his, uh, Mika. And none of the... Uh, the Third Reich experts who come on his program and compare everything to Hitler if they disagree with it. That's a sick show. You know, the Scarborough Show is a sick show. Stupid people, radical people. In the case of the Scarboroughs, washed up people who couldn't get a job anywhere else. Unbelievable. But this is a big deal, these executive orders. What's going on with these executive... And then you get a guy like John Kerry. You know, you figure he's done. No, no. Now, here's what he said yesterday that completely undermines everything that they're wanting to do in terms of destroying our capitalist system. Cut, one, go.
5: He also knows that Paris alone is not enough. Uh, Not when almost 90% of all of the planet's emissions, global emissions, come from outside of U.S.
0: borders. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. 90% 90% of global emissions come from outside U.S. borders. In other we have nothing to do with it. So, why would you destroy the American economy, ladies and gentlemen? Why would you destroy the American economy to end climate change? Now, that comes out of Horseface's own mouth right there. I'm, excuse me. That is unbelievable. And by the way, this guy has a 76-foot luxury yacht, has a G4. He's married into wealth. He didn't make any of it on his own. He married, uh, I believe, a Mellon, Paul Mellon's daughter, originally. And then he, of course, married a Heinz. So he's married into all this wealth. He lives in the lap of luxury. He takes advantage of the luxurious lifestyle that he married into he's a disgrace so if you're earning $40,000, $50,000 a year even if you're earning $100,000 a year working an oil well or whatever he doesn't give a damn I've only just begun ladies and gentlemen and I shall return
2: from the Westwood One Podcast Network
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. One, one. Well, I never got to this yesterday, but I felt it needed to be gotten to. The San Francisco School Board changing names of schools, getting rid of Washington and Lincoln and Dianne Feinstein. That last one's a real killer, don't you think, Mr. Producer? Why are we subsidizing these schools? I mean, I understand it's a blue state. There's no way around it. But federally, why are we? Why, why do we subsidize these schools? What are they teaching our children in these classrooms? Other than your genitalia are not biological; they're psychological. Other than the 1619 project on how to hate America, hate capitalism, hate your founding, hate the Constitution, hate the Declaration, hate your parents. Why are we paying for this? You know, we come on here, we talk about these things, we see these things. I see no legislative action on these things. Do you folks? If so, where's the leadership on this? Now, can't we as Americans agree that we're a great country? The answer today is no. Apparently, we can't. We can't agree that we're a great country. Now, if if you're going to teach your children, or if we're going to pay for others to teach our children to hate our country, then we're not going to have a country. And you can see the consequences of it now. So this is a huge problem as far as I'm concerned. So they're going to take the name. What what are we going to call the schools? Marx? You know, they have these... uh, Quaint names, Marx, and uh, who else? Obama, for sure. We'll name, you know, we got to name a whole lot of schools after the Obamas. Michelle Obama Elementary School, the uh, Barack Obama School for Advanced Technology, you know, stuff like that. Maybe LeBron James will get a school. How about Nancy Pelosi? Have they named any schools after Nancy Pelosi, Mr. Producer? Just a matter of time, I would think, yeah. All right, now John Kerry, having said that 90% of all the planet's emissions, global emissions, come from outside of the United States, just made the case on why he and Biden and these other crackpots are crackpots. But then, today on MSLSD, in response to the phony reporter, Andrea Mitchell, this happens, cut to go. Let me play something that Mitch McConnell had to say
6: yesterday. Yes, please. Mr. Kerry admitted yesterday that even if the United States somehow brought our carbon emissions to zero, it wouldn't make much difference. Mm -hmm. This piecemeal Green New Deal is the wrong
0: prescription. Uh, First
5: of all, I didn't say it wouldn't make any difference. I said it won't make the difference that will save us. Hey, how
0: about if we force you to get rid of your yacht and your jet (coughs) and your lifestyle? Would that that would have a major impact on our 10%, wouldn't it? Aren't you sick of these frauds and hypocrites, whether they're governors locking down people and going off and having a good old time or this kind of stuff? I didn't say that. No, you did, idiot. We have it on audio. But anyway, go ahead.
5: Because all of the world has to be at the table. The only point I was making, we need to reduce our emissions. We are the second largest emitter in the world, and if you put China in the United first of all, we're
0: not. That's number one. Number two, what are we emitting? Carbon dioxide. Number three, what's carbon dioxide? Oh, over and over. I got it. I have to teach third grade science over and over and over again. It's not a pollutant. What is it? Anybody? Anybody? What is carbon dioxide? It's a necessary element of our atmosphere because without carbon dioxide, we have no plants. None. Not one. And without plants, we don't have what's called oxygen. And if we don't have oxygen, we die. But don't worry. John Kerry, Al Gore, and Joe Biden, at least like the three dumbest human beings on the planet, and they lead this charge. Don't you think? Go ahead.
5: Together... That's almost 50% of all the emissions in the world. So yes, we have to do so it. So
0: China and the United... Look at together. That's almost 50% of all the... Excuse me. You just said China's 40%. We're 10%. China has no intention of complying with anything. They're in the midst of destroying Hong Kong, taking over Taiwan, grabbing a hold of the South, uh, South China Sea. They have other intentions. And uh, he's focused on us. He's an idiot. And not only that, he doesn't understand why you cannot agree with him. Cut three, go.
5: This is so logical. Uh, I, I don't understand the opposition. I don't think there's any gain in it politically because massively the Because
0: we don't want the nation destroyed. We don't want our economy turned into a breadbasket. We don't want all of our jobs lost, you idiot. We're energy independent. This is what we've been trying to do for half a century. Consider the amount that we produce in this country. Our air is as clean as it can ever be. Our water is as clean as it can ever be. But for these people, these radicals, these extremists, this is a religion, it's an ideology. So you've got to keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. Till you destroy the economy, and then you don't have to worry about anything, because you're not producing anything. Now, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, eh? She hates being called AOC, so I don't call her AOC. I use the Yiddish, Mister Producer. Eh? Now, why she has a platform for anything is beyond me. She's got the intelligence of a second grader. And I mean, a, a, not a particularly smart second grader either. She has the experience of, well, she has no experience. She's a twit. We used to call people like this, twits. She's a twit. But don't worry. She was on MSNBC. Just look at this lineup they have on, this MSNBC. They bring in Kerry. Kerry. Who don't know a damn thing about the subjects, Not trained, to nothing. Ehach. Look at the line up there: Sharpton, uh, Larry O'Donnell. What a what a dunce! Rachel Madcal, Morning Schmo, Mrs. Schmo. Oh my God! It's like it's like one of these vaudeville type shows or a circus. Oh, my wife will kill me now, but you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, cut four. Go.
5: Even if folks in the private sector, for example, an automotive company, um, doesn't want to
7: get with the program. Yeah, they're... what are you
0: going to do? What are you going to do? Even if they don't want to, even if the automobile companies and and, and they don't want to get with the program, what is what is AOC going to do after her uh, two years in Congress and her five years as a bartender and and uh, what 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 is she going to do? Go ahead contract to obsolescence and this is where public what? policy can be powerful you know for example ah we- shut up you idiot what have we become we listen to her tell us tell us what you think we want to do what you say you and your other fascistic friends in the house you and your other anti-semitic friends in the house yes tell us tell us tell us what should we do what should we do and then And then what are we going to do? When we're all out of work, we don't... Why, why is it that we don't look at the experience of the left? Let's take a look at California. California is an aquarium of left-wing squid. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Producer? It's, it's there. They took the, the, what was the greatest state in the country, the richest state in the country, they made it the poorest state in the country, an energy-independent state for all intents and purposes, and made it a disastrous energy-dependent state with brownouts and blackouts. They pushed their climate change agenda, and what do you get? Massive fires, because they won't do the things necessary to manage their forests. You have the highest taxes in the country. You have the worst services in the country. You have illegal immigrants roaming the streets. You've got druggies all over the place. You've got fecal matter in your main cities there, which you're dodging. This is their nirvana that they have planned for us, ladies and gentlemen. This is their nirvana. Their schools suck. Their hospitals are beginning to, to regress. It is a state in severe decline. People can't get the hell out of there fast enough. California, here we come. Nobody even sings that song anymore. As a kid, I remember, everybody wanted to go to California. It was the land of opportunity, fantastic place. The land of Ronald Reagan, the governor. Great governors. Pete Wilson, Duke Major. And now look. Look what you have there, Newsom. With a little dabble, do you? Dumb as a doorknob, that guy. And a hypocrite, of course. All of you stay home or else. Stay off the beaches, stay out of the ocean, don't do a damn thing. Me? Sending my kids to private school. A little dabble, do me. And of course, we're going to eat at the finest restaurants. So you do as I say, not as I do. And that's all these Democrat governors. But how many more experiments do we need? Look at New York. We have this clown, Cuomo, who wins by massive numbers. He can win for the rest of his life. He's, he's, he is a buffoon. He's cost people their lives. He's cost people their lives. He gets an Emmy. That shows you how, what a bunch of morons are in the entertainment business. So we have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And now Schumer's scared of her, so he's moving even more left-wing than he normally does. He's moving. He's he's moved uh, so far left now, even worse than he usually does, because he's afraid she's going to challenge him in a primary and beat him. Isn't that fantastic, New York? What New York's become. But don't worry, a lot of Democrats and liberals who, who destroyed that state are on the move. They're on the move. They're moving to Florida. They're moving to Tennessee, no-tax states, small government, Republican. Said they can crap all over those states, too, and turn them into my Virginia and turn them into Georgia. That's right, I said it. Locusts. I'll be right back. Much in. of Americans say their top New Year's resolution is to save money in the next year. Well, let's check that box right now. When your family switches to Pure Talk from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you could save over $800 a year. That's real money every single month right back in your pocket. And you don't have to sacrifice coverage either. Pure Talk is on the same network as one of those big carriers, but they charge you half. That's right, no gimmicks, no fluff added to your bills, which is why Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. And how about this offer? Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just thirty bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you a penny. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Puretalkusa, simply smarter wireless. So I mentioned briefly our friends at the Legal Insurrection. Uh, I mentioned, uh, let's see here, Capitol Hill riot, DOJ arrest reports focus on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, barely mentioned Parler. Wait a minute. How can that be? Well, the median Democrats demonized Parler, and it was deplatformed by Google, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's clear that leftist social media giants were a hub for alleged criminal behavior. The well, takedown of Parler was purportedly based on its unique role in fomenting hate online, relating to its alleged outside role in the events at the Capitol on January 6th. Having spent a couple days weeding through the DOJ's published arrest reports, writes at Legal insul- Insurrection, I found little mention of Parler, but plenty of alleged criminal conduct referencing Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. In the charging document of the 19 Justice Department press releases published to date, including the attached affidavits, which he attaches, and other documents, where applicable, regarding the person's charge for involvement in the Capitol Hill riots, there are multiple and lengthy references to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. This is not an exhaustive listing of the reported 170 arrests made thus far, but this post reflects only those materials the Department of Justice has made available at the time of this writing. Parler is mentioned in only two, with Facebook references far dwarfing the parlor references in one and the other being an unprofessional ideological rant against parlor. Five do not mention any of these sites. So the big lie out there and of course, I'm quoting Joe Biden, who quotes Goebbels. The big lie out there is that parlor is where all this hate is taking place, when in fact, it's not parlor at all. It's Facebook and Twitter and Google. What do you make of that, Mr. Producer? You see how they lie, the narrative is created. You see how the narrative is created, ladies and gentlemen? Poor parlors there having to defend itself, defend its business. It's under attack by the very entities, by the very entities that were apparently uh, entities that were used to promote hate and criminality. So, what's going to be done with this information? Absolutely nothing. This is why you have every right to despise the big media and despise big tech. Because they feed you a mouthful of lies day in and day out. Now that legal insurrection has pointed this out, and I've made it known to now millions and millions of you, let's see how the Washington Post follows up or the New York Times. Let's see how many people question Zuckerberg. And what's the Twitter idiot's name? That's Spooky Duke. What's his name? Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. What a strange bird. Does he even know there's fleas in his beard? Does he even realize that, Mr. Producer? I don't think so. Did you folks know this? I'll bet you didn't. Isn't that shocking? And though, then we have these narratives out there, and everybody believes them, and it takes weeks and weeks, if not months, to catch up with the truth. That's the problem. And speaking of the big lie, we have some great <coughs> excuse me websites out there, a lot of young people. Noël Garnier. The left keeps accusing conservatives of the big lie, quote-unquote, a term invented by Hitler as he prepared to persecute German Jews. It's been in your social feed and on your televisions and in the newspapers a dozen or more times today alone, she writes, the term the big lie used by an elected official, pundit, columnists, to describe any challenge to official narrative about the 2020 U.S. presidential election. President Joe Biden has accused President Trump, Senator Ted Hughes, Senator Josh Hawley of a big lie. Representative Maisie Hirono went on Anderson Cooper to accuse the Republican senators of a big lie. Dominion Voting Systems has alleged a big lie in their lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani. Fake tappers used the term big lie repeatedly on Twitter and on air to describe allegations of fraud in the 2020 election. That guy is a sick bastard. He just is. No offense. Bloomberg explained the analogy in September. Quote Adolf Hitler and Goebbels, his minister of propaganda, espoused a technique known as the big lie, which involved repeating a colossal falsehood until the public came to believe it was true, you know, like the one against Parler. And it goes on. And so we have the media and the Democrats accusing conservatives and Republicans and people who dare to question what took place in the election, particularly as it applies to the Constitution as Goebbels-like with the big lie. The big lie. Wait until you hear what the Philadelphia Inquirer has to say about the use of Hitler. I'll be right back.
2: The Mark Levin Show, live and national. At
0: 877-381-3811. Well, now, buying a home has never been easier or more affordable. It's true. Because mortgage rates are sticking near record lows, which means bars have a bigger budget to work with now. So instead of waiting until spring to look at homes, you really ought to start today, because now you can find some great deals Call my friends at American Financing and begin the mortgage pre-approval process. You'll get an accurate picture of how much you can comfortably spend on a home. Plus, there are no upfront fees to pay. There's no pressure. It's just a simple conversation around custom loan options that fit your budget. These guys have been helping people just like you for over 20 years. So you can trust they're good at what they do. My daughter, my son-in-law will test to it. Mr. Petrus will test to it doesn't matter whether it's your first, next, or forever home, American Financing is always the lender you want to call because they're going to work with you. They're going to personalize, customize what needs to be done after they understand what you need and want. And they're very friendly. They're pro-consumer. Call 888 That's their number. 888 900 888 Or apply online at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So big tech tries to silence the people on behalf of the advocates of big government. And now we have organized efforts by financial institutions to protect billionaire Hedge fund operators. And we have Joe Biden signing executive orders like he's a dictator. An imperial monarch, if you will. All about centralizing power, financial power, communications, and government. All in the name of the people. All in the name of the people. We'll just give them stuff. We'll play to our base. We'll divide them in order to conquer them. They'll play right into our hands. And they do. I'm going to show you how this works. I'm going to show you how this works. There's a loathsome person, a reprobate, by the name of Hakeem Jeffries. He's a member of Congress. Hard to believe. So if you supported Trump, then you're part of the white supremacists. And domestic terrorists. And of course, none of this language incites anybody, ladies and gentlemen. None of it. None of that language incites anybody. Perfectly fine. Nobody's moving to expel him from the House of Representatives, are they? Cut 11. Go.
2: Uh, but every available option to hold him accountable for that his actions uh, should be undertaken.
0: But Donald our- Trump is a private citizen... And the Marxists and the fascists, really there's an overlap, in the Democrat Party, think this is the old Soviet Union with Stalin. So they want to track him down like he's Trotsky in South America and hang him on a meat hook. Only then would Hakeem Jeffries be happy. Go ahead.
2: Indeed. Uh, in doing the business of the American people, both in terms of defending our democracy and building... Oh,
0: I always turn to Hakeem Jeffries when it comes to defending our democracy, don't you, Mr. Biducer? Nobody defends our democracy and our our traditions, our economic system, our principles, like Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrat Party. Nobody. To quote the Democrats, Hakeem, big lie, baby, big lie. Go ahead.
2: Under the leadership of Joe Biden, Speaker Pelosi, and Leader Schumer. What
0: leadership, you idiot? The three old stooges of politics? Go ahead.
2: Not going to be cowed by the domestic terrorists and the white supremacists and the enemy combatants who want to stop us in our tracks. That so, if we want good. to
0: stop the radicals in their tracks, we are now white supremacists, domestic terrorists, and enemy combatants. Now, this guy's in the leadership of the Democrat Party. This guy is big on the impeachment management, and uh, this guy isn't inciting anybody. How come the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes, how come the Constipated News Network and MSLSD don't all do stories on the, on the incendiary language used by Democrats and used by Democrats who are hosts on their various shows? How come they don't talk about that? I'll tell you why. Our friends at Newsbusters will tell you why. Lindsay Cornick. Talk about throwing Godwin's law out the window. She writes the latest op-ed from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And by the way, the Philadelphia Inquirer is even worse than the New York Times and the Washington Post. I mean, it, it is a disaster. I grew up with this crap newspaper. But listen to this. This latest op-ed from the Philadelphia Inquirer goes so far as to compare Donald Trump to Hitler... On Holocaust Remembrance Day, and I assume uh, Joe, Bi- uh, Joe Scarbo do that? I don't know. That would be in his wheelhouse, wouldn't it, Mr. Producer? Uh, let's continue here, as I'm trying to find where I left off. On January 27, retired Inquirer editor David Lee Preston, Did his part in remembering one of the worst atrocities in humanity by, what else? Comparing President Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler. His piece aptly titled, Is it Wrong to Compare Trump to Hitler? No. Dive straight to the point that, yes, it's now okay to connect a former U.S. president to a Nazi dictator. Somehow I bet this controversial headline won't even garner a second glance by the staff who revolted this summer over an article titled, Buildings Matter Too. Preston began, Many people find it offensive to use the Holocaust as a yardstick for the political excesses of the last four years that culminated in the storming of Washington on January 6th. They believe that to mention Donald Trump and Adolf Hitler in the same breath as Spike Lee did on Sunday in an award speech disrespects the millions of innocent victims and survivors diminishing the enormity of the Nazis' crimes. As a son of Holocaust survivors and a grandson of four murdered Jews, I might be expected to agree, but I don't. What a piece of you-know-what this guy is. You can only imagine his grandparents and others in his family exterminated by the Nazis. It's too bad they can't speak for themselves. Instead, Instead, this guy does. Preston attempted to compare the two in broad and highly inaccurate terms such as the child migrants in cages. Muslims banned from entering the U.S. These are lies. Muslims weren't banned. In children in migrant cages. Of course, that started. Those cages were built under Obama and Biden. I guess Obama's Hitler then, right, Mr. Reducer? Who would Biden be? Eva Braun? I don't know. According to this guy's logic. His main source of comparison comes mostly from the Capitol Hill attack on January 6th. Not only did he claim Trump figuratively drove busloads of angry Americans to Washington this month and egged them on after they got there, quote-unquote, he also explicitly compared the day to Kristallnacht. They're absolutely different. Once again, the Capitol Hill attack was reprehensible. What it wasn't was a night of widespread slaughter and destruction targeting an oppressed minority. Any comparison of the two is disgusting, especially during a time when we're supposed to honor the 11 million lives lost during the Holocaust, including 6 million European Jews. Finally, Preston tried to save face by stating that he's not suggesting, quote, that Trump would have become another Hitler or that Trumpism is equitable, excuse me, is equal to Nazism. Well, that would be the bare minimum of courtesy. He immediately undermined it by ending with this, quote, it is sacrilegious to suggest a link between Hitler and Trump, question mark? I don't think so. I'd say it keeps us vigilant for the warning signs. So basically, I'm not saying Trumpism is Nazism, but Trumpism could be Nazism, so everyone can start comparing Trump to Hitler now. Last thing this nation needs is more lying, fear-mongering, and division. And the last thing this solemn Holocaust Remembrance Day needed was a sideshow A more whiny Trump comparisons to Hitler. Spike Lee. Oh, the great Spike Lee. What a punk. What a punk. Makes millions and millions off this society by attacking it. I am so sick of these hypocrites you have no idea. Why don't they live the life they demand the rest of us live? Why don't they live the life that they point is so magnificent in other countries? Because they don't want to. It's easier to be a hero. In America, you see, for doing nothing but sitting on your ass and attacking this country. That's what they do in sports. When you watch these sportscasters, how many of them serve this country? Sit there on their overpaid fat asses, complain about this country. They're the wealthiest people in the country. White, black, Hispanic, and everything else. Isn't it amazing? The diversity. And nobody sees race, but they can't stop talking about it. Down for the revolution, except if the revolution touched their home, or their boats, or their cars, or their vacations, or their bank accounts. No no no, not we're not for that revolution. Take it from everybody else, not from me. Oh that revolution. That revolution. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin.
0: 49% of Americans say their top New Year's resolution is to save money in the next year. Well, let's check that box right now. When your family switches to Pure Talk from AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you could save over $800 a year. That's real money every single month right back in your pocket. And you don't have to sacrifice coverage either. Pure Talk is on the same network as one of those big carriers, but they charge you half. That's right. No gimmicks, no fluff added to your bills, which is why Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs. And how about this offer? Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you a penny. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Shout out to Edward. Edward served in the... Uh military, I think the Air Force, he was part of the Capitol Police Force, he was part of the Metropolitan Police Force for 25 years, and he was my Uber driver today, Mr. Producer. I may have mentioned, I go to Florida every two, three, four weeks, uh, for a number of reasons, but in particular, to visit a family member who's been ill, and in any event... There I am at the Palm Beach International Airport. There's really nothing international about it, but it's PBI. It's a great little airport. And I take this flight, and plenty of time to get back in time to do radio, Mr. Producer. And there's very limited flights. And so we get on the plane, and we're sitting there. Ten minutes goes by, 15 minutes... I know it's not the weather, it's Florida. There's no snow. 30 minutes go by and the pilot gets on and he says, very good radio voice actually, and he says, I didn't know it would take this long, Uh, we're a little low on oil and I'm waiting for the mechanic to get here and give us our oil. So he sounded very irritated. So I said to the flight attendant, what do you know about this? And she basically blew me off. I don't know anything. Oh, excuse me. Want some pretzels? No, I, I want to go. We were an hour delayed. Because the mechanic took his good old damn time putting oil in the jet. And then, when he's done, the pilot gets on and he says, We don't know where the mechanic want. We're waiting for the papers. We've got to sign the papers when anything's done. And we're waiting for him. So we're waiting for him. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? The airlines are hurting. People in the airlines are holding on to their precious jobs, and there's some schmuck. So we were an hour late. Man, I ran like I haven't run in a long time, Mr. Producer. That's not good for me. I know my wife would disagree. It's not good for me when I'm huffing and puffing. So this particular airport, Dulles, I'm not sure where the hell the Uber guy comes. They changed everything because I don't do a lot of Ubers, and he changed everything. So first I run downstairs, and apparently now there's an, sort of an aisle area or island area that you've got to walk like two things over to get there. So I get there, and I say to the guy who works there, is this where Uber picks up and he looks at me? He's wearing the proper, you know, official clothing. He didn't understand what the hell I said to him. I said, all right, I must be in the wrong place. I'm not seeing it. So I ran back up. So Edward contacts me and he says, where, where are you? And I said, I'll be there soon. I said, where is this place? And he's describing it to me. Again, I don't take Uber a lot. There, No, no, it's the other. F- so I had to run all the way back down, Mr. Producer. Poor Mark. And there was Edward, cool as a cucumber. Good guy. So you can thank Edward for tonight's show, because I wouldn't be here otherwise. Now, the funny thing is, and Mr. Producer will tell you this. they will tell you this at Fox. they will tell you this at Blaze on Levin TV. I prep all day and all night long, don't I, Rich? Two in the morning, if I wake up early, five in the morning, and I'm sending stuff in. So I was ready to roll. The problem is I needed to be there. And then we have our great, in addition to great Rich, who's been with me since forever, We have our great call screener, Richie, who's also a uh, podcaster. And he always uh, sits in the saddle just in case we have a technological problem, which is frequently. But I gave them a heads up. I said, get Richie ready. But uh, luckily I was able to get here, thanks to Edward. So a shout out to Edward. Anybody care? No, nobody cares. It's all right to use Hitler. Hitler. It's all right to use Hitler when you're talking about Trump. It's all right to use white supremacists and enemy combatants and domestic terrorists when talking about Trump supporters. And none of that incites anybody. Now, what if we use that language against the left or minorities or Democrats? or the That would be the end of your career, the end of your life in terms of making any future progress, profession or the rest. You'd be banned from so many things, you couldn't even count them. You couldn't even count them. But if you want to trash conservatives and constitutionalists, you want to trash Republican office holders, you want to trash Trump supporters, honestly, you want to trash white people, go at it. You can say whatever the hell you want to. Whatever you want to. Doesn't matter. Say it. Go with it. People are getting sick of this. They're just getting tired of it. Because here's the, here's the little lie that won't be told. Not the big lie, the little lie. Most people in this country are good people, regardless of their race. They don't want trouble with anybody. They don't want confrontation. They want to live their lives. They want to be happy. They want to put a little money away for vacations, for college, whatever it is. They want their kids to go to schools that actually work and are quality schools. They want to have a decent life. And they're not out to hurt anybody or cause any kind of trouble. That's the vast majority of the American people. But that's not the way the vast majority of the American people are portrayed by politicians and by the media, academia, and Hollywood. We're a good people. I'll be right back. Three eight one one. Well, John Kerry's family trying to pull this up here, yes. Fox News, John Kerry's family still owns private jet as he leads climate fight, FAA records indicate. Now you won't find this anywhere else. Fox maybe has it as I should say, but maybe New York Post, stuff like that, but that's it. FAA records indicate that the family of U.S. Special Envoy for Climate Change, John Kerry, owns a private jet despite his position on combating fossil fuels in the new administration. The FAA's registry shows a Gulfstream Aerospace jet. That's a big jet, owned by Flying Squirrel LLC, the name previously reported for Teresa Heinz Kerry's private charter jet company. The company's listed address matches that of the Heinz Family Foundation. You see how many layers of deceit they create? Because they want this to be opaque. The White House did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment, neither did the Heinz Family Office. According to the FAA records, the jet's registration certificate was issued on July 2005 and expires October 2023. By the way, he's not alone. All these Hollywood freaks and the rest, they're all liars. While it's unclear exactly how much Kerry benefited from his wife's company, well, he uses the damn plane, doesn't he? Private jets have been estimated to emit upwards of 40 times as much carbon per passenger as commercial flights. We look forward to the anti-carbon lectures from a guy who travels the globe on private jets and luxury lots, reads a New York Post editorial. And during his 2004 presidential run, Kerry's campaign made 60 payments to his wife's charter jet company, totaling over a quarter of a million dollars. As late as 2013, his executive branch personnel financial disclosure showed Kerry owning over $1 million in assets, for flying Squirrel LLC through his wife. All these neo-Marxists and Marxists are very wealthy. I mean, the ones in government, the ones in business. They want to control you. They want to control your lives. Many of you, you know, you eke out a living. So oh, we're going to shut the XL, XL pipeline. the Keystone. All these poor people put out of work. Shutting our minds. All these poor people put out of work. And they just blithely say, you know, well, you'll get a job in a solar company. Which, of course, you won't with the God knows how many illegal aliens coming over and the Chinese doing what they're doing and all the rest. And yet they get away. We're representing the little people. And that's mostly because of the press. The press is full of liars. Matter of fact, uh, what did I do with that Mister? Right here. Fake Tapper. Jake Tapper has... Maybe more than anybody else. Maybe Stelter's in there, a couple others. But Jake Tapper has utterly destroyed his reputation, his character, and his professionalism. Absolutely has destroyed himself. Trump pushed him over the edge. But to be pushed over the edge like that, ladies and gentlemen, you always had to have a screw or two loose. And here is is a montage, thanks to Gravian, a great site where Jake Tapper obsessively uses MAGA terrorists' talking point. MAGA terrorists' talking point. Cut 14, go.
6: So how did these domestic terrorists storm the nation's capital? The capital ransacked by MAGA terrorists. The assaults perpetrated by the MAGA terrorists. The terrorists. The MAGA terrorists. MAGA terrorists. deadly attack by MAGA terrorists. The MAGA terrorist mob. A terrorist attack on the US Capitol. Far-right domestic terrorism, a huge problem in this country. Nobody supports terrorist attacks, or I used to think that anyway, but nobody rational supports terrorist attacks. Should there be repercussions for your colleagues who played a role in inciting this terrorist attack? You can't have presidents of the United States inciting terrorist attacks on the Capitol. Incited a terrorist mob. Incited the terrorist attack. And the Terrorists that he has emboldened. But after the terrorist attack on the Capitol, that deadly terrorist attack, the deadly riot, the terrorist attack, the deadly terrorist attack, that's, and that's not even including the terrorist attack. New clues that the January 6th Capitol attack may just be the beginning of more right wing extremist MAGA terrorist attacks in America.
0: Hmm. They might as well hire a parrot, don't you think, Mr. Producer? And it would actually sound better. But he has no problem with the, the, the dictatorial actions of the President of the United States, which I hammered on and hammered on and hammered on last night and wondered where all the media were. Apparently, we woke up part of America, part of the elites in Washington, D.C. There's a reporter that asked Jen Psaki, I know the peace silent, but I don't care. Well, what is it? Biden's using executive actions. What is all this? Cut 15. Go.
3: Ask about this flurry of executive orders we've seen. Uh, president Biden ran on a pledge to restore unity. He promised on inauguration that he'd be a president for all Americans. But since he's gotten into office, he's been largely acting unilaterally. I mean, we saw a record-breaking number of executive orders. He has not yet met with lawmakers on Capitol Hill, and we're not even quite sure who he's talking to on Capitol Hill. Um, so what do you say to Americans who are watching all of these executive orders?
0: First of all, I don't know who this reporter is, but I want to congratulate her for listening to the Mark Levin radio show. Yeah, what about that, Pasaki? Go ahead. Does
3: the White House think that this is the best way to make policy, considering an opposing president could come back
4: in four years from now and erase all the work he's done with the stroke of a pen?
7: Well, let me. You, there's a lot to unpack there. So let me let me try my best. Um, first, uh, the president put forward a uh, large and bold COVID relief package, $1.9 Nothing trillion. Nothing bold dollars.
0: about it. Spending like a uh, a drunken Marxist isn't bold. Very bold, you know, to subsidize the teachers' unions, to. Pay off pensions in blue states to uh uh to uh, to, to do what exactly? For one point nine trillion dollars. Go ahead.
7: Uh is meant to address the challenges the American people are facing and the dual crises that we are uh that the country is facing, from the pandemic to an economic recession as a result. Um that package has the support of You were many- asked about all the executive orders there, genius. Go ahead. According to every poll that we have seen publicly released. So I would say first that part of unifying the country is addressing the problems that the American You're people. You're not addressing are facing. any
0: problems. You're not coming up with new vaccines. Trump did that. You're all confused about the complexity of distribution. Trump's team was taking that head on. I don't know what the hell you people are doing, actually, other than issuing, you know, these uh, Mussolini type dictates which are attacking the private sector. All of this is attacking the private sector. Go ahead. Cut 16.
7: In terms of executive actions, um, he also ran with a commitment to take steps immediately to address uh, the, the pain and suffering that the American people were feeling. She's not and
0: even a very good propagandist, is she? And you want to hear Jake the fake tapper go on and on, I won't have her on my show, you know, because she just doesn't tell the truth. You won't hear that from the Constipated News Network or MSLSD or the freaks and frauds and conga line of buffoons that that are hosts these, on these networks. No, you're not going to hear a damn thing about her tap dancing, will you? Go ahead.
7: ...includes overturning some of the detrimental, harmful, and at times immoral policies uh, and, and actions oh, of oh, the shut up, m- you
0: idiot. You don't even know what you're saying. She's trying to be the uh, Jesse Jackson of the press corps with the, uh, you know... Sort of harmony and rhythmic talking and so She can't do it. Just keeps throwing things out there. You were asked a question. Why is the idiot you work for acting like a dictator, you idiot? Trump and the COVID. No answer. The media will be fine with it. Look at that, the Reddit revolution. Didn't I just say that, Mr. Producer? Oi, oi, oi. I have to confess, I haven't listened to everybody today, and I never listen to everybody in any day. But I thought the Reddit revolution is something we said here. Did somebody else say that before us, Mr. I don't know. But we'll continue to say it. We're not going to allow other people to steal the phrase. It is the Reddit revolution. And I want to thank them. They're mostly young, mostly liberal. I've been on there before. My son Chase has had me on there, promoting Levin TV and Blaze from time to time. We need to do that more. That's on me. But these are, uh, I want to salute them. The Reddit revolution, that's the phrase. We'll take ownership of it. Other people can use it. If somebody said it before us, that's fine. Then we salute them, and if we find that out, we'll give them credit. But that's what's just happened. Most of you and most of us have always wondered, what do these hedge fund guys do exactly? And yet they become incredibly wild. What do they do? do they produce something? Is there some service out there? No, there's nothing. There's nothing. They bet on this and they bet on that, <clears throat> but they mostly make money on the down on the down end by uh, by crushing these retailers. That's pretty much what they do. They do other things too, as I understand it, but they make a lot of money when a lot of other people are losing a lot of money. So this whole hedge fund area—no, you know, I don't want the government to get involved and so forth. But I—I want—I want the activism. I think the people do have power, and I think Reddit just demonstrated it. Some of these guys lost their pants. These billionaires are—they're—they're they're, they're like. Uh, They're like the flies hovering over the body. And this is how a lot of them make their money. And so what happened at Reddit today is a couple of people, then a lot of people, then a whole lot of people said, wait a minute. We like this company, GameStop. We know they're hurting. We know these hedge funds are trying to put them out completely and make money on top of it, these billionaires behind the scenes. So you know what? We're going to buy a hell of a lot of this stock, drive the cost up, and drive these hedge fund guys out. And a lot of them are going to lose their pants. We can do this too, and we don't have to be billionaires. There can just be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of us, and we'll do that. And they did it. And then this one site, this app, Robinhood, they said, no, 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 no. All you can do is sell. You can't buy. So obviously, fronting for the billionaire hedge fund operator, all you can do is sell and drive the price of the stock down. You can't buy and drive the stock price of the stock up. I'd say they've destroyed themselves, wouldn't you, Mr. producer? So it started on the Robin Hood app. How about that? It's supposed to be a free trading app? Well, that doesn't sound like free trade to me, does it, do you? And Robin Hood, wasn't he stealing from the rich to give to the poor? Boy, that company's all screwed up, and I don't think they're going to make it, because who the hell would want to deal with them? Certainly not me. But I want to congratulate, I want to congratulate all those involved in the Reddit revolution. Of course, it spread beyond that. People were hearing about it, but still, somebody had to start it. Some platform had to push back, and they did. And this should give you all some hope. I'm not anti-Wall Street. I'm not anti-hedge fund. I'm not anti-banker, but I am anti-oligarchs. I'm anti-oligarchs. That I'm anti. If you're a capitalist, you're a capitalist. You know, capitalism isn't even the right word. I use it. That's okay, because that's the way it is. It's like progressivism isn't the right word. I use it in order so I don't have to keep explaining it all the time. But it's not the right word. Statism is the right word for for progressivism, as I wrote about long ago in Liberty and Tyranny. But it is. And even more now, neo-Marxism and Marxism, because they are truly borrowing heavily from Marx and his ideology and their embrace of Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all the rest. These are Marxist organizations, combined with corporatists, combined with self-serving buffoons, whether they're basketball players or whether they're politicians. But this Reddit revolution, as we've been calling it, I, I just can't give phrases up to people who rip us off, Mr. Producer. I don't mind them ripping us off, but I can't, I'm not going to surrender it. It's just too good. Hopefully this is a big deal. And now they don't know what to do. The cabal doesn't know what to do. What I was pointing out is Wall Street backed Joe Biden in this election. Heavily. Why? Because Wall Street's not about competition. Wall Street's not about America first. And they didn't like what Trump was doing with communist China. And they didn't like his trade deals. Look, I was a skeptic early on. Not anymore. And I am a free market capitalist. But that trading with communist China, that's stealing our technology, no. You can't have a, the concept of a free market with communist China is irrational. It's illogical. There, there, is, there can't be such a thing. That's like somebody comes into your house to steal your silverware, and you're still conducting business with them. No, you stole my silverware. Well, don't you believe in free markets? Uh, what, 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 you stole my silverware. You stole our technology. You're stealing our proprietary information. And, 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 and now you want to you, you, you participate in, and purchase other things? No, 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 you stole my silverware. Oh, you don't believe in free markets, and you must be a Trumpster. Not me. I'm, I'm pure. You're not pure. You're frauds. You're frauds. But this this Reddit revolution, it'll be trashed. We'll see where the Wall Street Journal goes with this and the rest of them. Oh, now look at what we have. We don't have a a very comfortable, uh, secure, predictable market. Why? A handful of people walk away rich. An enormous number of people walk away poor. You know, and you think about stocks. Most of you have stocks, even though you don't buy individual stocks. Your pension fund, your IRA, your four oh one K, mutual funds. Most of you have stock. You don't know anything about your stock. I don't know much about my stock. But there are people who do play this all the time. It's some of them are really, really good at. But you can't you can't have a platform that only allows you to sell. ...in order to accommodate billionaires. That's number one. And number two, hedge fund managers aren't the only ones who get to uh, participate in the, uh, in, the uh, in the stock market in a significant way. I just think today was a big day, a historic day, in many respects, where we actually are trying to get back to capitalism. Yeah, rather than manipulation... And I might add, the thing about this is it's very transparent. What started in Reddit and spread, everybody knows what took place. And so who are these hedge fund managers? Anybody know who they are? Not really. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong,
2: This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811.
0: Let's take some calls, I would say. Let's see here. I'm looking for my buddy Chris's dad, but I don't see that he called in. Not that he would, I'm just saying. Mike, Clifton, New Jersey, the great WABC. Mike, go right ahead, please.
2: Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Earlier you closed out your uh one of your segments talking about how the left constantly uses words like nazi, nazi, nazi and white supremacists and terrorists. I mean it it loses the effect. It's so ridiculous. I, do they think no one has any sense of history? My mom is 92 and she's from Italy and when she was a teenager she was in Naples and when the actual Nazis came to town, I I remember her telling this to us, I have three siblings when i was very young she said the the landlord of her building her apartment building was deaf and of course they all knew that he was but the nazis were calling calling out to him they wanted to speak to him of course he didn't hear he couldn't turn he didn't turn around so to make it a point to show everyone that they were in charge you know they grabbed him and in front of everybody just shot him in front in the head in front mm-hmm. of everyone So um, to use these terms, it really has no effect, I think, on people who who know a little bit. To use these
0: terms demonstrates a couple of things, in my opinion. See if you agree that these people have no sense, no sense of history whatsoever. That is, they either don't know it or they don't care that they believe their lives, their fame, Their importance is more important than anything now or in the future. Their politics is dangerous and vile. And they really don't care about the six million Jews who died in the Holocaust or they wouldn't conduct themselves this way. Period. Your thoughts.
2: Right. I agree totally. And now we have members of the House calling other members. I mean, it's it's bizarre, Mark. And you talk about a lot. And, and
0: yeah, you have mem- You have Democrats who are now accusing Republicans of being white supremacists, of neo Nazis, of conspiring with domestic terrorists, and conspiring with enemy combatants. And keep something in mind, Mike. I've been saying this for since January six. Notice. That the language that the left uses, the language the Democrat uses, constant references to the the Third Reich stormtroopers, which is kind of interesting considering it was the National Socialist Party, by the way. And it's kind of interesting considering it's their newspapers, the New York Times and the Washington Post that covered up the Holocaust. And it's kind of interesting since it was their president, Franklin Roosevelt, who turned Jewish refugees back, who he knew would be exterminated. It's kind of interesting, all of this... And then they're the party that has a big problem with anti-Semitism, and now several anti-Semites have been hired, quite frankly, by the, by the Biden administration, and they like to throw these terms around. And, it's, it's just, it's, and, and they're not, there's no self-policing, there's no admonishment, Jake Tapper does it left and right, they all do it, the, on the Scarborough show it's done left and right. Millions and millions of people referred to this way. And then when it comes to inciting insurrections, inciting anger, inciting this, inciting that, they take no responsibility for it whatsoever. None.
2: Exactly. We see that over and over again.
0: All right. Well, my best to you and your family, Mike. You take care of yourself. All right, let us continue. Brian, St. James, New York, the great WABC. Go. <laughs> Hey, yes, Marty, Brian, go right I'm ahead, please.
5: On, I'm, I'm listening on iHeartRadio. Uh, oh, thank I you. am a delivery driver for one of the uh, food delivery services, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the places I used to deliver a lot to was actually the actual nursing home uh, where Dr. Healy is from in St. James. Uh, there's a couple in the area. And I, I just wanted to say some of my best customers from there oftentimes... Um, The children of the parents would order for them, and I was able to go into the nursing home and actually help set up, you know, uh, on their tables, you know, like in a hospital setting, and help them. And you know, they appreciated what I did for them. And uh, I have to say that uh, it's heartbreaking. I I really don't have any deliveries. It's it's heartbreaking because I used to visit these people, Mm -hmm. and starting in. In in March, you know, the, they wouldn't let us come in. We had to leave the food by, you know, with the attendants, and they would let the food sit there. And then I would be on the phone talking to, like, one particular uh, lady uh, whose name was Mary. They never give us last names. So, you know, and she would say, I really appreciate what you always did for my mother, bringing the food into her, but they won't mm-hmm. let you in anymore, and I really appreciate you. And, you know. I just don't. the 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 only delivery I've had there recently is actually to a staff member, and I still can't go in. You have to leave it at the door. It's like, it's unbelievable. I know people who have lost their.
0: Imagine, imagine your mother, your father in a nursing home or a senior facility, and they're dying, and you're not permitted to go in. That happened to thousands of people. They on their dying bed. They don't get to see their family, their children, and their children don't get to see them. Now, think about that. It doesn't get any worse than that, does it?
5: I know. No, it doesn't. He's done everything he can to cover this up, okay, while, while proclaiming that he's, you know, worthy of praise, writing books about himself, and and and, and making posters showing how, you know, he, he brought us all through, like Moses through the Red, the, the Sea of Reeds. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous, and, and like you said, if he if he ran for election tomorrow, all these morons would vote him right back in again, and mm-hmm. then they complain about the high taxes and everything. And like you said, like like locusts, they move to other states when they get tired of it, and then they 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 vote for the same policies. What what,
0: what drives me even more up the wall, <clears throat> and this may upset some of my friends who are who are good listeners, people I don't know but who listen. Is when you get a significant pension, let's say out of New York or New Jersey, Illinois, wherever, and then you move to a low state, a low tax state, and the people back in New York are left still paying the pension, and then you vote for Democrats in these low tax states. So, in other words, you've left, let's say, your teacher. You've been working in the New York City, so whatever it is. You decide, man, I have a great pension, I have this and that, but I don't want to live here anymore because the taxes are too high, in part because of you, of course. And then they move to, say, a no-income tax state like Florida or Tennessee or whatever it is. And then they vote Democrat. These people are as selfish as you can possibly imagine, in my view. What, how do you view that? Um, if I you're going to move to Florida at least vote at least vote for for the low tax party. Go ahead.
5: I think they're they their program just to vote like you said vote for the D next to the name because that's what they were brought up but this is not your parents democrat party. You know, John Kennedy would not recognize anything about what they now call No, the no, democrat John party. Kennedy
0: would be attacked by AOC, he'd be attacked by these frauds on TV as being way too moderate. He was more moderate than Manchin. He was more conservative than Manchin. You know, they point to this guy Manchin. You know, he's a moderate. Manchin's not a moderate. He'll throw a vote here and there because he doesn't want to lose his Senate seat. He's no moderate. He's a liberal. All right, my friend, and thank you for your call, Brian. I can tell, and you're right, how upsetting this is. Yep. Rich! battle lake minnesota uh let's see on the mark levin app go right ahead hi i'm mark
2: i'm uh, concerned that john Kerry's two trillion dollar climate budget will be an extravagant fly around the world pay to play slush fund for him biden and their boss and especially since there's no need for the u.s to have this climate change department
0: you're right on, but it's a it's a religion. Marxism is a religion, as Marxism tries to destroy religion, and it has its different sects, let me put it that way, S-E-C-T, different sects. And it is uh, climate change, it is critical race theory and identity politics, it is immigration, uh, it's the Green New Deal, but it all comes down to the same thing, a massive iron-fisted police state, Pushing people around, bullying people, deciding who can speak, who can't, uh, characterizing people with lies and character assassination in order to uh, achieve an end. It's a very, very dangerous and ugly business the Democrats are involved in. But I want to remind you of something. And I always think about this. The Democrat Party, when you look at some of the worst times in American history, slavery, segregation... Uh, Jim Crow, when you look at these things throughout, it's not the Republican Party. The Republican Party may be a mess, but it's not that. And now the Democrat Party pushing a neo-Marxist agenda where they have a, a dunderhead, a, 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 a simpleton as President of the United States who just keeps signing declarations, laws, in violation of our Constitution. And this is a party that does not embrace Americanism. Certainly not on a consistent basis whenever we've had these 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 very tough and uh, strange type of uh, revulsions, it's been the Democrat Party that's done it. The Democrat party. you have these these weird kind of movements, but they're always anti American, that is anti the founding, anti the founding principles because in the end, it is a party that masks an agenda. And the agenda is what? The agenda is to control as many human beings as possible in this country and force them to do what they want. That's what party power is all about. You can see Xi doing it, you can see Putin doing it, you can see the Iranians doing it. All these these uh these types of regimes. And the and the Democrat Party, despite all the propaganda about the Third Reich and dictators and so forth. The 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 Democrat Party is the party in this country that embraces this this alien ideology. And I have to say, in in many it, it didn't in its earliest days. It didn't in its earliest days, but it surely did soon thereafter, and it does today. When's the last time leaders of the Democrat Party, my friend, talked about liberty? Have you ever heard them talk about liberty, Rich? No. Have you ever heard them talk about the individual? No, they're not going to talk no. about. Li- Have you ever heard the? Here is one. Have you ever heard them talk, Rich, about private property rights? No. Other than their own, I mean. Yeah. And these are the right. keys to the founding: individualism, freedom, private property rights, because private property rights represent uh, the intellectual and physical uh, nature of a human being. Uh, you know, we spend most of our time either acquiring property, and by property, I don't necessarily mean real estate. I mean food or whatever. And so private property rights are important because you spend most of your waking hours using your intellectual and physical labor working. Most of us do. Working. And so if somebody can come by and just take it from you, that's involuntary servitude. And that's why property private property rights are so important they don't talk about them unless they're attacking them they don't talk about the individual they talk about ethnic groups religious groups sexual groups 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 and yet when you make decisions rich do you say you know i'm a white guy and i'm straight and i'm christian so let me make the following decision is that how you think No, you say, I'm rich, this is my life's experience, this is my family, this is my morality, and I'm acting for rich, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they, don't, they do that in their own lives, but they will not allow society to function naturally. All right, Rich, thank you, my friend. We'll be right back.
1: Much Lovin'.
0: All right. Let's go to Sal. Malapan, New Jersey, the great WABC. Sal, how are you?
6: How are you, Mark? Thank you for taking my call and I appreciate it. I watch your show every Sunday night. Listen to you every day.
0: Thank you, buddy. Mark, my
6: question today is this. My question today is this. What what are we doing here? Where are these where are these politicians, these Republicans that we put in office? They're just letting the country get ripped up by an illegitimate president.
5: They took our voice. They took our votes.
0: Let me stop you there. I want the compost, the slimes, and all the other losers to understand. You called Donald Trump an illegitimate president and pressed your phony Russia collusion issue for years, and you still are. And so I don't mind what a caller says what a caller says like Sal. So go ahead, Sal.
5: Yeah, and, and like
6: this guy within a week and one day... Totally, 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 he talks about unity when he sends Kerry Munster out to tell the people, oil diggers and coal miners, to get jobs doing uh, solar panels. Yeah? Where are these jobs, John Kerry Munster?
0: Yeah, exactly. They destroy these jobs. And why should they get other jobs? Damn it, they have good jobs and jobs that are needed to be filled. What do they mean get other jobs? Who the hell do they think they are? That's number one. They destroyed women's sports. That's number two. They're opening the borders to people to come in here for 100 days. If it wasn't for a federal judge, who the hell knows who's coming across that border? With the virus, with whatever else they carry with them. It's unbelievable what this fool is doing to this country. Like he's some kind of Mussolini dictator sitting there signing away. All right, Sal, you got me going. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. God bless each and every one of you. And I'll see you tomorrow.
2: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.